Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. It's Michael Benner in Los Angeles, and it's 1 o'clock Pacific Time. It's 4 in the East, 20 hours Universal Time. And so this is the Mystery School for the next 20 minutes or so, followed by the premium training at 1.30 Pacific this afternoon. And our topic in both the free forum and the premium training is unity, duality, and the middle way. This is one, two, three. It's sort of the way, (laughs) it's rather the way the universe counts. And I think you're going to like this a lot. It is a lot of information that I'm going to shoehorn into a very little bit of space. But we're going to address some of the core mysteries of mysticism and that whole branch of philosophy that is sometimes referred to as the perennial philosophy or the ancient theology, Prisca Theologia, esoteric philosophy, or of course just mysticism, which is found standing above all religions. It's sort of like if um, religion is grade school, then mysticism in each of the religions would be like grad school, college or grad school, if you will. It's for those who are poets at heart. It's for those who love the richness of symbolism, who appreciate allegory and metaphor and the, I'll say, opportunity and responsibility to dig into symbols and metaphor for the multiple layers of meaning that you can extract from them. And so, one, two, three, the way the universe counts, unity, duality, and the mysteries of the middle way, our topic for the day today. In the past, I've devoted, I should probably say, in the future I will again, devote entire classes to these concepts. I've done one entire 90-minute class just on the nature of unity and and another 90-minute class just on duality. And we've done a number of classes on the so-called middle way or the third way or the mystic's path or the way or the path. Sometimes it's referred to, remember Christ said, I am the way and the light. What does that mean? Well, It's a middle way between yin and yang, between the extremes of things, between the appearance of duality in a universe that is holy, whole, meaning one, universe. That's where the word holy comes from, holistic, just one thing. So that's what it's all about today. Let's start with the number one. Let's... (laughs) Let's start with universe. Of course, the prefix una, like unicycle, having one wheel, or uniform, one way of looking at things, one way of dressing, uh, conformity, only one right way. School tends to do this. It tends to indoctrinate you into believing there's only one right answer. The problem with that is the first right answer we come along or upon 
in our lives we presume to be the only right answer and therefore the best right answer and what schools should do a better job of teaching is that you're looking for the best right answer and in the real world your first right answer or solution may not be the best. And so even after you've solved a problem in the real world, in your real life, you need to continue to look for better right answers, something most of us don't do because of the way we're tested in school. So there's always more than one right answer. Even the word one, oddly, has multiple meanings. There is the one I'm referring to, which is the whole one, the holy one, the holistic one, which is the totality of all that is, the complete one, the inclusive oneness of all things outside of which nothing could exist, as in universe. Occasionally you will hear people talking about especially scientists and physicists and other researchers talking about these new theories of multiple universes. Well, of course, that would be a contradiction in terms. If there were multiple universes, they'd be multiverses. They wouldn't be universes. (laughs) You can't make a plural out of something that begins with you and I. Right, people do, but it's you can you can see the dilemma, the conundrum we create. So, the first meaning of one is the whole one, the only one, the totality, the transcendent, complete, holy, divine. Maybe the best word for it is absolute. Okay, but that's not the only definition of the word one. Oddly, there is a separative one where we can say, well, actually I have three of something. I have this one and that one and that one over there. Well, why are you saying one if you have three? Well, because I have this one and that one and then there's that one over there. (laughs) I have three ones. So this is known as the separative one. I want this one, not that one, okay? Whose side are you on? Are you with us or against us? Are you on the bus or not? Are you uh, a good guy or a bad guy? Let's shoot first and ask questions later, all of that. So we start off with a little bit of confusion, but that's as complicated as it gets. The two types of the word one, the two applications or the dual uses, if you will, of a concept that means singular. It could be singular in terms of this is not that. I have a red one. You have the green one. They're not the same one. They're different ones. See, no problem using the word to mean a separate single thing. But there is also the inclusive meaning of oneness, We're all one. We're all in this together. There is only one verse, a universe. There is one world, one mind, one heart, one God, the absolute. There's only one of us here. 
right? Which is a fun way to think of the universe. So the word we're using for that oneness today is unity, the absolute totality, the all that is. That's the oneness of all things. From the one proceeds the many. There's an ancient saying in Chinese philosophy in Taoism where the Tao is sort of like a godhead. And from that comes a trinity. If you've been listening to Mystery School webinars for a while, you've heard me speak on many occasions of the presence of a trinity or a triune nature in all philosophies. And it's really true. And Taoism is no different in that regard, where the Tao, it's pronounced like D like David, O-W, Tao, but it's spelled T like Tom, A-O. Looks like Tao, pronounced Tao. The Tao is like the Godhead, or the Buddha nature, or the father aspect in the Christian trinity. And so in Taoism, it is said that out of the Tao comes the one. Out of the one comes the two. Out of the two comes the three. And out of the three come all things. So, The Tao is the one about whom not may be said. This is the Godhead that would stand above even the Father aspect in the Divine Trinity. There's not much appreciation for this in Christianity any longer. Much is made of Trinitarianism and the importance of the Trinity in the Catholic and most Protestant churches. There is, of course, a Unitarian tradition, but most Christians are Trinitarian by nature. And they think of divinity as a father and a son, Jesus, and then something called the Holy Spirit, which is the mother aspect. And you've heard me talk about how this goes back to ancient Egyptian religion and philosophy. Uh, This is Osiris, Horus, and Isis, or the king, the prince, and the queen. Uh, It stands for spirit, soul, and matter. The father corresponds to spirit. The mother, or the queen, or the Holy Spirit, corresponds to the material world. And the son, the Christ, or the prince, uh, Horus, in Egyptian mysticism, hermetic philosophy. This corresponds to the soul. Said another way, Father Spirit is the will of God. Mother, the queen, matter, mater, is the material world receptive to spirit, which is causative. That's gender in that sense, the relationship of spirit to matter. And then the son or the prince, Horus or Jesus, the Christ or the Buddha nature, this corresponds to the soul, to the divine love of God. So in Taoism, it's just one, two, three. Out of the Godhead, 
the Tao that stands above the Father, Mother, or Holy Spirit, and the Son, is this Godhead, the one about whom naught may be said. This is the Tao, and out of that comes the One. That means the Father aspect, the spiritual nature, the power of divinity, the purpose of divinity, the will, uh, the plan, the word of God, so to speak. Out of the one comes the two, which is the mother aspect. Really, the third element of the Trinity is number two. So spirit creates matter. Uh, This is sort of the idea of Eve coming out of Adam. Right, The material world is created by spiritual reality. So the one creates the two, which stands as number three, because the father and the mother then create the son, which is the soul. Spirit and matter then create consciousness or divine love. And this comes third, but stands as number two in between spirit and matter. So this is how we get... In Taoism, out of the Tao comes the one, out of the one comes the two, out of the two comes the three, and out of all three of those, out of the three, meaning all three, not just number three, all three then proceed reality. The whole physical world is a reflection of this trinity of spirit, consciousness, and matter. We talked to some time back about that old mystical riddle, uh, what comes third and stands as number two while making the three a one. And it's a wonderful riddle. (laughs) What comes third but stands as number two and makes the three a one is the soul, divine love or the consciousness. It comes third because you have to have spirit and matter the father and mother, to give birth to the son. So consciousness, our ancestors are teaching us, divine love is a emanation or a byproduct of the interface of spirit and matter, of the energy and the material world coming together. So the idea of the soul coming third, the son coming third, but standing is number two, might be a little complicated at first look, but that's how that works. Then making the three a one, it's what makes the Trinity whole. This is where we use the bar magnet as such a valuable tool where the third element, the soul, the divine love, or the consciousness aspect is like the magnetic field that surrounds the duality or the polarities of the bar magnet. You might think that the polarities of a bar magnet are opposites. You have a positive charge on one end, the father, and a negative charge on the other end. That would be the mother, spirit and matter, father and mother, causative and receptive. Yin and yang, they're polarities, right? Why are they not opposites? Why are they, how do they get to be one whole thing? Well, you need the third element, the soul, the sun, the consciousness, divine love, which is like the magnetic field that makes the appearance of opposites, the polarities, 
into one whole thing. So there's no place in the matrix, the magnetic field of a bar magnet, that is not both poles, both positive and negative to a relative degree, both spirit and matter. And that's the mystery of the soul, of course, that it is a spiritual thing, but it keeps incarnating. So spirit is spirit, and mother matter is matter, but the soul is both spirit and matter. The sun that Christ represents and Buddha represents, divine love, consciousness, awareness, very important, very important element. And that leads us to the whole idea of duality. The world manifests as gender, as yin and yang, and the duality of the world is obvious to people. It's a great place to begin. Bifurcation, one of the oldest religious traditions in the world, is the Persian Zoroastrianism. It influenced even the Vedic philosophies of ancient Hindustan and led to the development of Hinduism and Buddhism and and Taoism in China, which we just mentioned. It influenced um, Egyptian philosophy and Jewish philosophy, the Hebrew Bible, out of which came Christianity and, of course, the prophet Muhammad and Islam comes from this same Middle Eastern area of the world. Zoroastrianism was basically good versus evil, all black or all white, everything or nothing. It was just this dualistic view of reality and where humanity is first struggling with the idea of polarities. And this duality, again, is a good place to begin. But if you turn everything in life into an everything or nothing, all black or all white, it's either absolutely true or absolutely false, you're going to get stuck. So this is the problem with duality. But what it really comes out of is gender. Yin and yang is ultimately masculine and feminine. And if you even look at the symmetry of the physical body, you'll see two eyes and two ears and two nostrils, two arms, two legs, two kidneys, two lungs, many organs we only have one of, but they still have their symmetry. You have one heart, but it has a symmetry within that. Duality in the world is a very rich concept, but... It's important to understand then the middle way because that that's what really opens it up. It's like the yin and yang sign in Taoism are those, the circle divided into a black half and a white half with a wave going through it, showing a dynamic relationship of the half black to the half white. But notice there's a dot of the opposite in each. And then that whole thing is set in motion. So there is no swing of the pendulum so extreme as to exclude the influence of the other pole, right? The pendulum will eventually slow and stop and swing back. It never gets to 100 zero. <laughs> It'll go out to 99.9 to 0.1, and then it'll swing back. And... So it is. There are always exceptions to duality. And sometimes to divide something in two and 
say you're either with us or against us, this is either right or wrong, will suffice. But often it won't. You need to go further. And this is where we get to the middle way. And I sure hope you can join us in the premium training in about eight minutes from right now. If you're not yet enrolled and don't already have the password and the URL, two passwords really, one for the web, one for the phone. If you're live, you can listen either way. If you're going to listen to the replay, which is always available after class adjourns, the phone is not an option. You use the web password, which is all letters. And if you've already signed up, you've already got that information. It's emailed to you each week. If you have yet to sign up for today's premium training, you can do it in about 60 seconds by jumping over to the w's.theagelesswisdom.com. Again, the T-H-E is part of it, so the w's.theagelesswisdom.com. Click on webinars and then premium training with your ATM card, your bank card, your debit card. You can sign up for pocket change in like 60 seconds. And the thank you page plus an email that's generated will contain the URL and the password you need to join us in about seven minutes for the full premium training, which is anywhere from an hour 15 to an hour and a half. And... Always available. You can listen to it streaming after the class. You can download it anytime you'd like after the class, as well as listen live if you'd like. All right. And it's interactive. You can leave a comment by text. I even take questions over the phone, but we find 99% of our listeners prefer to listen on demand. And so almost only a few dozen people listen live. It's really a very, very small audience that listens live. And that's okay. That's just the kind of lifestyles we lead. If you can listen on demand, why not? So that program, that URL is good for both live and the replay on demand at any time afterwards. And it stays up there. So you can always grab it, pull it. I suggest eventually you download it onto your computer. Then you can put it on your smartphone, your iPad, your iPod, whatever your MP3 player, and listen to it. You could put it on a CD or plug your iPod into your car radio if you got a newer car, whatever. Listen to it when you're jogging and running. and That's what a lot of folks choose to do. So you can always do that. Easy to sign up. This is a good one. You want to get this one, I think. Unity, duality, and the magic and the mystery of the middle way. All right. The middle way is not merely the 50-yard line. I'll tell you this. It's not only 50-50. It's every combination and every permutation between everything or nothing. So if you think of a football field, for example, that is 100 yards long, but there's no line of scrimmage higher than the number 50 because it's 0 to 50 in the middle and then 50 down to 0 at the other end, right? So you could be on the 30-yard line 70 yards from this goal, or you could be down at the other end of the field on the other 30-yard line 70 yards from this goal. 
that would be a 70-30. Or you could be 90-10 or 15-85 or 55-45. All of that's the middle way. And these are the variations and the combinations and the permutations in life of how we find better right answers. And circumstances and situations, insight and understanding that fit us, that work for us in our lives. Because one size doesn't fit all. We're not uniform, okay, unless we're in the military or some kind of private school. We all have to dress alike and walk alike and talk alike. There's enough conformity in the world as it is. (laughs) We need a little more nonconformity and a little more, I think, integrity and, and respect for our individuality and our uniqueness. And this is a polarity we'll talk about as well today, unity and diversity. It's a little paradoxical to say both things are true, but both things are true. This universe is one thing that manifests as many countless unique forms. And you got to get your head around that. And in order to do it, you really need to understand unity, the tendency of life to appear as dual, and the magical and mystical middle way, every option and every alternative between all this and all that. So that's all the time we have for the free forum today. And I hope you'll join us just two or three minutes from now for the premium training. Enroll at theagelesswisdom.com with your ATM card, your bank card. For a single class or get a nice discount if you enroll for a 13-week quarter, the deepest discount, of course, goes to those who enroll for a full year. Thanks a lot for being with us. Join us next Sunday at 1 o'clock for the free forum. And the rest of you... Head on over to the premium site and we'll meet you there in just a couple of minutes for the premium training of the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. So long from L.A.